0: This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario market trends commentary for March and April of 2019. It is that time of year again where farmers are firmly fixated on the coming planting season. The growing of the big crops of 2018 is somewhat of a distant memory, but the large supplies they created continue to weigh on grain prices. March is a month that typically ends with a bang for grain markets, as the USDA will announce a prospective planting acres. On March 31st, with large surpluses apparent across farm country and paralysis going on with U.S.-China trade talks, prices continued to drift into the news vacuum. However, on March 8th, the USDA weighed in again with their latest World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates. In the March 8th USDA report, corn ending stocks were raised by 100 million bushels as export demand as well as ethanol demand were lowered. At the same time, the USDA decreased the whopping soybean ending stocks number by 10 million bushels to 900 million. The USDA corn ending stocks were pegged at 1.875 billion bushels. It's hard to put any type of bullish slant on grain fundamentals with these huge ending stocks. USDA projected Brazil's corn crop to come in at 94.5 million metric tons, and the USDA actually lowered their estimate of Brazil's soybean production to 116.5 million metric tons. Argentina's soybean production was maintained at 55 million metric tons. World wheat supplies are onerous, with global stockpiles projected to be up to 267.5 million metric tons in March, which was above trade expectations. On March 8th, corn, soybeans and wheat futures were lower than the last market trends report. May twenty nineteen corn futures were three hundred sixty four a bushel. The May two thousand nineteen soybean futures were at eight ninety five a bushel, and the March twenty nineteen Chicago wheat futures closed at four hundred thirty nine a bushel. The Minneapolis May twenty nineteen wheat futures closed at five hundred forty eight a bushel, with the july twenty nineteen contract closing at five hundred fifty six a bushel. The nearby old futures as of march eighth closed at fifty six dollars seven cents a barrel, up from the nearby futures of last month at fifty two dollars fifty. 72 cents a barrel. The average price for ethanol on March 8th in the U.S. was $1.49 a U.S. a gallon, the same as last month. The Canadian dollar noon rate on March 8th was .7450 U.S., more than the .7536 U.S. reported here last month, and the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1.75%. In Ontario, March started off with very cold weather across the province. However, warmer milder weather is forecast into the middle of the month, which should give us better clues on the health of the wheat crop. There are still some isolated cornfields being taken off across the province with some of this has been by choice and some of it has been due to the ongoing issues with dawn in corn. Ontario basis levels for grain have been maintained since last month. The lower Canadian dollar currently sits at .7450 US as of March 8th and continues to be a stimulus for Ontario grain prices. The issues concerning dawn and Ontario corn continue to percolate and low dawn corn does fetch a premium. This almost goes without saying, in a very difficult year, the corn basis in eastern Ontario is still stronger than the rest of the province, but currently doesn't reflect as wide a variance. And you can learn about all the Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. The bottom line is that market conditions have really not changed. In fact, in many ways, we have a doubling down of the bearish market conditions which developed late last summer and fall. Nearby corn futures standing at 364 a bushel and soybeans at 895 tell the story. Futures prices are nothing to write home about, with corn caught in a six year trading range and soybeans continuing to trend water under the weight of Soybean Mountain that doesn't mean that things cannot change because per usual grain prices are static and fluid At the same time, Canadian dollars help with the price optics in Ontario, but these are low futures prices. Seasonally, we all know that price patterns with these grain prices typically goes up into June or July. This generally provides an opportunity to raise our grains profitably. There is no reason to believe it will not happen again in 2019, but there is some argument that the highs might already be in simply because of the preponderance of grain. The soybean market has suffered the most from the ongoing trade war between the United States and China, and during this time, prices have declined approximately 25%, which is the value of the Chinese tariff enacted last summer. Since then, the market has continued to react to daily headlines regarding some new announcement that China and the United States are making peace and that soybean orders will follow. However, the March 1st deadline for a trade agreement between China and the United States has come and gone, and there is nothing new except disagreement. Now, no one can predict when that will end or if it will end. An argument can be made that even with a resolution, soybean exports to China will never be the same. If we continue on this path in 2019, those soybean mountains in the western Corn Belt will still be there going into next year. Shifting away U.S. acres from soybeans has already been documented. This current situation might mean the shift away from soybeans may be even greater in places like the U.S. western Corn Belt. Now, for corn, there has always been quite a bit of speculation the corn market held potential for future price appreciation. In this bearish market environment, it was almost said as an afterthought for nothing else to say. For instance, as long as there is enough corn in the pipeline, end users are generally unconcerned. It is very hard to be bullish when we have more than adequate corn supplies. At the present time in the Western Corn Belt, it is inundated with snow and cold weather. It is always difficult to tell with weather-related issues, but this may either delay or cancel out some spring wheat acres that may ultimately go into corn. Of course, these acres may go to soybeans as well, but poor cash prices favor something else. Corn might capture some of these acres if we have a delayed planting situation. The May 2019-July 2019 corn future spread as of March 9th is minus 9.25 cents, which is considered sideways to down. Seasonally, corn prices tend to trade higher into early June, and the nearby spot contract is currently priced in the 25th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, they remain in a very difficult position. For instance, by this time of year, many of the American soybeans have been moved through ports in the Pacific Northwest. However, with the problems between the U.S. and China, this may not have happened, and South American supplies are plentiful again. The 900 million bushel ending stocks figure from the USDA does not lie. At a certain point, if the trade war doesn't end, these beans sitting in piles may even have quality issues going forward. Wheat prices have also been lowered, which is a problem for soybeans going forward. An argument can be made in the Western Corn Belt that no increased soybean acres should see the light of day. However, with wheat prices being lowered, snow is still in the Western Corn Belt, in lieu of Corn planting, some of that may go to soybeans. It is hard to paint any type of bullish story for beans. The May 2019-July 2019 soybean future spread as of March 8th is minus 14 cents, which is considered sideways. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to go up into July, and the nearby spot contract is currently priced in the 10th percentile of the past 5-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, it's an old story, but it continues to ring true. There's lots of wheat in the world, and prices reflect that. The USDA increased both U.S. ending stocks and world ending stocks for wheat. It is interesting that the price for Paris milling wheat has been going down over six consecutive weeks, despite the euro losing value down to 2000, June 2017 levels. Now, in Ontario, as of March 9th, the wheat crop hasn't been giving any more clues on how much it will see the light of day. Wheat straw this summer will surely be at a premium of some point. Parts of the province and wheat prices close to or over $6 also holds promise for wheat producers. Key will be to see what emerges when the weather warms up. Despite the bearish market conditions, U.S. crop insurance prices were recently set at $4 for corn and $9.54 for soybeans. This is part of the planning equation that U.S. producers make in the United States. It is not terrible compared to cash prices that producers find on the ground, and it's not terrible historically. This may have a significant effect on planning intentions, which will be released by the USDA on March 31st. Earlier in February, USDA projected 82.5 million acres of soybeans and 92 million acres of corn. Now, aside from all the grain fundamentals, there are the usual geopolitical events which may affect the grain markets. In Europe, the British are having real trouble getting a Brexit exit deal passed in Parliament. Currently, the UK is set to leave the EU in a hard Brexit March 29th. This and strong US economic performance has caused the US dollar to gain in value significantly since the end of February. And as always, a higher US dollar makes grain prices higher to foreign buyers and is particularly tough on the US wheat sales. The antithesis is its effect on the Canadian dollar, which it usually sends the loony downward. Now, the Canadian dollar is currently in the 74-cent range as of March 10th, following its normal pattern of being an inverse inverse to the U.S. dollar value. This continues to be a stimulus for Ontario grain prices. There was also a signal... From the Bank of Canada recently, that interest rates may not be consistently going up in 2019 as large parts of the Canadian economy are showing weakness. This is happening despite recent job numbers in Ontario, which were very good. However, large parts of the Canadian economy in the resource sector have been suffering. If the Bank of Canada actually cuts rates in 2019, this will encourage the loony to go down further. This will further challenge our marketing plans as we look for the perfect mix of a good futures price with a lower Canadian dollar. Now, as we move toward April, there is much to consider, including the looming March 31st USJ reports, which generally is a flashpoint for grain markets which like to chase headlines. There is always a continuing China and U.S. trade war, which produces incremental adrenaline on a daily basis for the soybean market. There will also be a warming sun, which hopefully will spur enthusiasm in Ontario farmers, not only in the field, but also in recalibrating our marketing plans. 2019, some of the marketing factors are the same as before. But as per usual, there are some major different scenarios playing out. The challenge for Ontario farmers is to hone their risk management plan carefully. Markets work, especially if politicians allow them to. Looking ahead, daily market intelligence will remain key. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario, market trends commentary for March and April of 2019. I'm Philip Shaw.